Hi, this is Laura with Kick-Ass in Life, where I help you get hired fast, be smart with money, and be a happier and healthier you. Amanda Thomas Whitfield's dream was to work in New York City. She wanted to move to New York, and her boss in Philly said, just go do it. So she did. After landing a job through the power of connections, she now works as a manager of ad sales at Music Choice. And I think it's also important to keep an open mind for, you know, your first couple of jobs out of of college as well, that it might not be like your perfect job the first time that you try it, but you're going to learn something from everything. She has a lot to share about taking risks, how to be patient, and how to pivot when necessary. Here we go. So you're currently a manager of ad sales at Music Choice. So just give me like a top level of what, what you do. Yeah, so right now I'm actually in what I would consider a hybrid role. So I do marketing support for the sales team. In addition to that, I also do, I have my own list and I do my own selling. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun because I get to touch uh, a lot of different projects and work with a lot of different people. And tell me a little bit about your path to get there. What did you, how did you find your way on that path to ad sales? Yeah, so I think for me, my past started in way back in college. Um, I went to the University of Pittsburgh, and I had a lot of different ideas about what I wanted to do over the course of the four years that I went there. First and foremost, I went to college to be on the news. I wanted to be a news anchor. So luckily, I was able to land an internship at one of the Pittsburgh news stations very early on in college. And what I found out is... It wasn't exactly what I imagined or thought it was going to be. So taking a step back, I then evaluated, I had to do a whole pivot in college, uh, even with the degree that I was taking on. So I switched over to become a business major. I did that because, honestly, I love fashion. And I thought that, you know, maybe I could be a buyer at uh, Bloomingdale's, live vicariously through Rachel from Friends. So I was lucky enough again to land an internship at American Eagle. They're headquartered in Pittsburgh. And I once again realized, oh, maybe it wasn't for me. It's not as glamorous as it seems. And just some of the things that people stressed about and worried about, I kind of found a little funny. I remember at one staff meeting that we had uh, one of my bosses getting so bent out of shape because they ran out of size medium V-neck t-shirts. I remember thinking to myself, like, this this can't be a life or death situation. So from there, I was at a little bit of a loss as to what direction I wanted to go to in business. I like business school, and I was a marketing major. So just trying to figure out where to go next. I uh, grew up outside of Philly, and the major company there is Comcast. So my dad was like, why don't you check out Comcast, see what they have to offer. They have a lot of roles and a lot of positions. So I was lucky enough to get into their internship program between my junior and senior year of college. Uh, I was a statistics minor, so I got into their ad sales research department. And when I entered there, I loved the environment. I loved working in media. Uh, Just the idea that you are giving people content that they are excited about was awesome to me. And I love the research side thing because it used that numbers side of my brain. So when my internship at Comcast was over, I was like, I really, this is where I love media and I would love to get a full-time position within 
the media industry. So I would say through all that trial and error of what I thought that I wanted to do or what I might want to do, that's where I really, I found something that I liked. So I think my best advice, one of my biggest pieces of advice for college students is to take on as much as they can at a young age and take on a lot of different jobs, even if they seem silly, because it's going to help you carve out what you like and what you don't like. And I think that continues throughout your career as you move on as well. Yeah, that's excellent. And so when you were in those sort of positions, what kind of questions were you asking yourself for if this was right for you, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it? And also in those internships, what did you do to sort of to stand apart and learn as much as you can? Yeah, so I think for me, with both the news journalism and then working in fashion, I think it comes down to, as silly as it sounds, it's almost like a gut feeling and almost as if you have to check your values too and say, so in that example I gave where people are pulling their hair out over a V-neck t-shirt, I had to sit back and say like, my values don't really align with this. So am I really going to be passionate about it? Because I think it's important to find work that you feel passionately about. And if you feel like you're getting into a situation where you don't agree with, you know, what the the type of job it is or the company it is, you're not going to be passionate about it. So I would say that's how I kind of figured out and narrowed down like, hey, when I went to media, I love the environment and I felt that passion. So I wanted to stick with that. I think at Comcast, when to land my first full-time job there was in, I came out of college in 2010, which was a time of the, you know, the great recession. It was not easy to get a job. One thing that I did during my senior year to, I think, help me land that gig is to make myself continuously present in the lives of the people that I had worked with at Comcast. It, it sounds really simple, but, you know, the director of our internship program or the the managers that I worked with, I jotted down their birthdays or just silly things about me when their kids' birthdays were or when I saw something in the news about Comcast, because it gave me an excuse throughout my senior year to reach out to them and kind of remember like, hey, I'm still here. When I graduate, I would love to work there, but give them myself reasons to re-engage in conversation with them. The same when I came home over breaks for college, um, I would always, you know, check in to see like, do you want to grab coffee? Do you want to grab lunch? Again, just saying top of mind so that when it came time for me to, you know, pound down the door, if you will, when I was graduating college to get a job, they were like, oh yeah, we know Amanda. She's the one who's been in contact with us. She really wants to work here. She really wants this job. And I think that helped me a lot too. Excellent. And talk to me about how you got your first job. So clearly you were communicating that in your senior year that you were interested in a full-time job. So so talk to me how you, you ultimately landed that first full-time job. Yeah, sure. So I was coming out of my senior year of college, um, again, just pounding towards at Comcast. And they didn't, uh, unfortunately, they didn't have a job open in the ad sales research department, but they did have a job open in the ad sales marketing department. And I've, I never had an internship or any sort of experience in this area, but I, you know, I figured why not? So I had an interview with the person who was in charge of, you know, the marketing team. And he was kind enough to look back on my internship and give me a shot at something that I had never done before. And I think it's also important to keep an open mind for, you know, your first couple of jobs out of 
of college as well that it might not be like your perfect job the first time that you try it, but you're going to learn something from everything. So for me, switching from that statistics brain, from that marketing brain, at first was a little bit of a, a challenge, but I think only at the end of the day, it only helped round me out that then I got to bring that creative side and learn a lot um, about that part of the business as well. I think that is such a good reminder because for that your first job won't be the your dream job. You know, you have to have a, a job where you get started and start somewhere and learn what you like and what you don't like and to help shape what the rest of your career looks like. And I think that's a really good reminder for everyone to, you know, start start somewhere and and just learn as much as you can, take the opportunities that you're given and, you know, figure out sort of what the future looks like after you've had a little bit of experience under your belt. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think one other important thing and what I learned when I worked there at Comcast is the idea of getting outside of your department. I know my boss um, was huge in shaping and I still to this day keep in contact with her and molding me. She was a great leader, but she taught me the value of getting outside of the department and doing informational interviews at a young age too. So, you know, Comcast was huge. They had a lot of resources. So she said, you know, like if there's other areas of ad sales, maybe it's on the affiliate side, but just get out there and learn about the different parts of the company and make mentors outside of uh, this department. It's only going to help you. It's help you. It's only going to keep you top of mind. And I thought that it was just absolutely great advice uh, for my first job. I think that's great. And it's a good reminder for anybody. And it's something that I need to remind myself of working for a large company <laughs> to, you know, to, to remind yourself that you actually do have an opportunity. You have a job, but you have, you're also in a place where you can not just network outside of work, but network in work. And, and whether it be doing those coffees or doing those informational or just getting to know people across different departments, it can kind of, it can help you gain visibility at your company. It can help you learn what you might want to move into in the future. It can only help. So I think that's a great reminder. Absolutely. And how do you think it's important to, and what advice do you have for those trying to stand apart in the job search now? Obviously it's competitive, it's tough, uh, but what would you recommend to someone trying to sort of get past that black hole of applications? I would say some of the biggest tips that I have uh, are networking first and foremost. So for me, when I, I always wanted, I had this passion to also live in New York City. So for me, I was working at Comcast at the time. And I remember my boss, I was always rambling to her like, oh God, I just really want to move to New York City. I just don't know. I, like, I had all this hesitancy. And at one point she was like, so just go, just do it. And I remember coming home and, and I talked to my boyfriend, now my husband at the time, being like, you know what, I can just do this. And one of the biggest things that I learned from that is using my network. So I'm a member of um, Women in Cable, WICT, and I was a member of their Philly chapter. And so what I did was I started looking into people who were in the New York chapter of WICT, other women, and seeing different types of companies um, that I wanted to work for or work at. And I just reached out to them. And it helped me actually land my first job in New York because I reached out to and I got uh, friendly with a girl who worked at Dish in New York City. So when an opening came up in the marketing department, you know, she emailed me and she thought of me and it helped me get that first job. So I think you can never also 
diminish the value of networking and relationships and just floating ideas out there and seeing what sticks. It never hurts. Yeah, I think that's really a good reminder because and also networking the right way and and trying to make those authentic connections from a place of just, you know, being humans as opposed to being transactional. And what I mean by that is like, you know, it's not just, hi, what do you do? Uh, and then if they, if they don't have a job that you feel like can help you, you move on to the next person. Like it is really about like creating authentic connections and not even a ton of connections. You don't necessarily need millions of connections, but you need a few, a few really good ones. Um, to, to help you sort of get to that next level that are authentic, that are coming from a place where of, you know, mutual help on both sides. Uh, but I think that the networking, the buzzword is important, but it's also important to do it the right way. And um, yeah, and I think organizations that help you do that, that you can be a part of, whether it be an alumni association or anything to, where you can have those sort of authentic, help foster those authentic connections can really help. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about when you were first getting started in your career, what and how you dealt with money and negotiation and any advice you might offer there in someone negotiating their first job. I think for myself, I feel like when I was coming out of college, honestly, it was a, it was a very hard time. But I think ask, as awkward as it might sound, I think asking your peers can go a long way. I know that, you know, you can check out websites um, as well, like Glassdoor, and to try to figure out, like, what people are making in certain situations. But for me, I think anytime I've made a move at a new job or I've looked, it's always that tricky balance where people ask you, you know, your range. You don't want to get stuck within a certain set of range. But I think the best thing to do is to do your homework. And and as awkward as sometimes it could be, ask people who are in those positions, people that obviously you're comfortable with, but to try to figure out like, hey, what is it that you make? What is a good ballpark for me to go in? So I think having relationships with people and feeling comfortable either in your uh, organization, outside organization, who are doing similar roles, who have similar titles, helps you frame and reference yourself. That you can then go back and say, if you think that you're being lowballed, you can go back and come back with this plethora of reasons why, or advice as to why you're marketing yourself the way that you are. Yeah, and I think that's 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 so good to be talking to as many people are as willing to talk about it. And I know it's a tough thing, but I like your idea. You can ask, what what range do you think I should be in? Or what range do you think this job is? Um, it is a kind of an easier way sometimes to to get around that awkward question of how much money do you make? You know, it, but it is getting at that answer. And I think it's important to have those conversations so that, you know, we can all sort of like rise up and make more money together. I agree. Um, what do you see? So are you in a position, so as, as you see sort of like recent grads, interns coming through the doors of the companies that you've worked for, what kind of, I don't know, pitfalls to avoid or anything that you, you, you're seeing now that, that you might call out as watch outs or, or on the, on the flip side, anything that interns or recent grads are doing really well? I would say, I think, Coming out of college, uh, I think you need to learn one important thing, and this is something that I 
um, I think I lack sometimes, and I've, I've heard it from some of my various uh, bosses. I think sometimes recent grads lack an, a level of patience to be where they think that they should be. And what I mean by that is I think that sometimes, and I'm at fault uh, for myself, sometimes you think that you come out of school and, you know, in two years I'm going to be the director of this or I'm going to be running this or running that. And I remember um, my boss at DISH, who I'd say is one of my uh, biggest sponsors throughout my career, you know, I came out sometimes guns blazing and he was like, Amanda, while you are great and you have all this to bring patience to, because there is still a lot to learn. So I think that's one thing I can offer recent grads, uh, just to think about that perspective. Because I know sometimes maybe you feel like you're not getting somewhere as fast as you would like to get to where you need to be. But as long as you're putting in the work and, you know, you're going to rise. Um, And it's really just that that simple. I think patience is a, a huge thing coming out. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good reminder. I'm, I'm in the same boat. So we share, we share that with, uh, with sort of those, those expectations. But I think that there is a sort of some advice I received recently is, you know, there is a certain, you know, staying in a place uh, for a little while allows you to sort of build, build connections and learn learn different types of skills. Maybe, maybe it's not some of the hard skills that you're picking up along the way, but maybe it's some of those softer skills that like being in a place a little bit longer or in a certain role a little bit longer can help you do. Whereas like if you were just to jump ship and move to a different company and, and then start all over, you're, you're gaining the skills of being able to work at a new company quickly, but you may not be building some of those softer skills or, you know, so I think that there are ways to, um, to do that and, and to try to figure out, I think no matter where you are, is what are the additional ways that you can go above and beyond in whatever job you are in um, that can help, you know, make your job, your boss's life easier at, or, or make the department run a little bit smoother. I think creatively about that. It's something I, I like to, to give myself these like little projects to um, beyond my sort of day to day, just to, to kind of keep it fresh and interesting. Um, as you're sort of waiting for that next move. I agree. And I think one of the main things that I would say to people, to recent grads coming out of school, is to understand and realize the difference between people who are mentors and people who are sponsors. So I think that mentors are people that are there on the sidelines as like your your cheerleaders in life. So, you know, go get go get it, Amanda, you can do it. And sponsors are those people who are going to go to bat for you and they're really going to help you pass along in your career. And I think that's something that I've learned um, a little bit later on in in my career is to find and pinpoint those people who are sponsors and to really cherish the relationship that you have with them. So I said in my boss at Dish, he really was a big sponsor for me throughout my career. And I was lucky enough now when I moved um, at Music Choice and trying to pivot my career, uh, being able to my boss now is a huge sponsor for me. So I think another important thing is to find those people who are going to go to bat to you and prove to them why, you know, you, you are deserving of their sponsorship. Yeah, that's great. And you're obviously busy. You live in the city. How do you take care of yourself when you're not working? I am a huge, uh, runner. I'm a big exercise fanatic. Um, I think that, 
one of the some of the most important things in life is you have to be healthy and you have to be there for yourself first and foremost because if you're not good for yourself then you're not going to be good for anyone so take that i know it it's painful and i know it can be annoying but take maybe that 30 minutes for yourself to find something that you enjoy whether it's yoga or reflection or running or you know lift just anything to take that time to be good to yourself because being good to yourself then translates into being good to in your personal life and your professional life. Yeah. I think that's a good reminder, especially to, you know, in an environment like we live in today where there's just an influx of, you know, technology, you know, you have, you have your work email at home and, you know, all of the lines are being crossed. It's, I think prioritizing time for yourself because it ultimately helps you do a better job at work. It ultimately helps you feel like you are, refreshed every day to, to sort of take some time to explore a passion or take a bath or do, do whatever you need to do to, to feel like a full human and not just a working robot. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what, what's next for you? How are you kicking ass in your job in life? What are you thinking about these days? I think for myself currently, I'm in a state of trying to figure out where my next step is um, within the media industry. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you always want to continue to keep learning and keep understanding what other people in your organization are doing. And for myself, um, after working in ad sales marketing for a number of years, I made a realization in my life that I had this inkling and this itch to really go into the sales side of things. So I, and you know, it's funny because I remember it, it vividly. And again, it comes back to that thing where you feel, and I mentioned earlier about trusting your gut. If something doesn't seem right, you know, there's probably a reason for it. I was lucky enough to get promoted at my current company a little bit higher in a marketing role. And after that promotion, I just remember sitting there thinking to myself, like, I feel like I should be a little bit happier than I am. And that was a huge red flag to me. Like, why, why didn't this not cause you joy? And then that little itch about, you know, getting into sales kind of kicked in and came back to me. So what I did was I got a, a little bit of my guts up and I went and talked to the senior vice president of ad sales here at Music Choice and threw it out to the idea out to him like, hey, would you ever take that chance on me to get into sales, you know, not knowing. And there were so many variables and so much fear behind it, um, you know, fear of, well, what if they're not happy that I'm not exactly happy? Um, and surprisingly, you know, it went great. And again, he's, I have to say, he's one of my biggest sponsors and biggest advocates. And he was able to, and I'm very grateful, take a chance on me um, and move him under his team and foster my growth in that way. So now that I'm working in this dual capacity and hopefully one day to fully transition over so I think that just shows that no matter where you are in your career, sometimes you know you need to speak out and say things that you want to do, even if you're a little bit afraid of the reaction coming back. Because at the end of the day, you really have to trust your gut and follow your passions. Well, congratulations. I think that's so excellent that you built the case for yourself. You advocated for yourself and did the scary step of talking to the people where they had an impact over over what you could possibly achieve. So good for you. And I, I look forward to, you know, keeping in touch and hearing about how that progresses. Yes. Thank you. 
Um, talk to me about what you read, listen to, if there's any podcasts, any books that you might recommend for those just getting started. Definitely. I um, actually am part of the, the the new president of WIC now of New York. She sends out um, a monthly or I think quarterly book club that she recommends books. And I just read um, incredible book. I'm really big into books um, on business, but not only that, more tailored towards um, as a female within the industry, trying to figure out ways to advance myself and, and rise above. So I'm really into books about fulfillment and how to uh, become a better leader. So the last book that I read that I highly recommend is this book called The Myth of the Nice Girl. And what it does is it walks you through the fact, you know, I'm someone in work who feels the need to have compassion behind what I do and kind of nice by nature, but sometimes can be a little bit of a pushover. So what this book really walks you through is that it's okay to be nice in your career. And that's actually for it's great, but it's balancing that line between being too nice and being walked over as a as a woman. So I highly recommend it, especially to those young females coming out of college, as a really great starting point of giving great tips of how to balance that line. Oh, good. I need to read it. I'm excited about reading it. Um, okay, cool. Tell us how we can find you if... Uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you know, like whatever you want to share. Yeah, you, you can tell I am on both Facebook and Instagram um, under Amanda Thomas Whitfield or A. Thomas Whitfield. Amazing. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much to Amanda for sharing her career story with us. I think she had a lot of wise words about the difference between mentors and career sponsors. And it was so impressive that recently she took a risk and asked her, her boss to take a chance on her and and try something different and she's really loving her new role so congratulations to Amanda for speaking up and if you like this podcast please recommend it rate it review it share it it helps others find it I do this for you so if I can help you in any way email me at kickassinyourlife at gmail.com I'm on Instagram kickassin.life on online at kickassin.life yes that's a URL and with a lot more resources. So go out there and kick ass in your life. Until next time.